Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Paul J. Bulger is a roots rock singer-songwriter from Ireland with a flair for the Americana. He's been making music since the late 1980s, along with his career as a writer and a filmmaker. Paul joins us to talk about his third album, Beware of Trains, that was partially recorded in the United States as well as an interesting conversation about the differences in Americana and folk rock music between the United States and Ireland. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. We're, we're chatting offline here a minute ago. You're you're hanging out in a pub, is that right? No, I'm in a record shop. Actually. A record shop. Okay, that's even more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I, I might go to the pub after. But. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we haven't had lunch here on the East Coast, and you're about ready to wrap your day up, right? Yeah, it's getting to the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, Ireland, what part of our, uh, has that been home for you for your whole life? Uh, yes and no. Well, I was born here. I'm in the south. I'm on the bottom of Ireland in the southeast in a place called Waterford. Okay. You might have heard of Water, Waterford Crystal. It was a famous kind of a thing that they use glass they used to make is very popular in the states but uh, no it's in the southeast of ireland and yeah i'm from here but i've lived and traveled all over the world okay and uh, i i moved back here about 10 15 years ago okay cool and um been involved in the music industry if i read correctly for quite a while right yeah well yes i, I was since i was a kid on and off and uh, i also am involved in film and okay. i'm also involved i do a lot of Film work, and I do. I'm an illustrator, writer, whatever. Lots of different things. And music, yeah, I was doing it like most people when they were younger, and then I kind of drifted away. It was always writing songs and everything, but I got back into it and making music and releasing music again about six years ago. Awesome. And and you mentioned film and writing. Has that been pretty much your career? Is that what you've done for for your entire work life? Yeah, I suppose it is. I mean, I yeah. Well, the music has been there as well, but I, I've kind of. The way I used to use the music side of things was when you're making films or animation and different things, you know, it's not that you're writing and recording songs, but you're always working with music as a storyteller too. So I've always been around it, but I suppose the filmmaking and the drawing and the writing and all that, to me, they all feed off each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, I suppose I I made a living mostly for the last however many years in the film thing, and now I've shifted my gears to more towards trying to make music and then just get back in and, and enjoy that more because yeah. it's a much quicker process it's a much it's a much more immediate process you know film takes a long time you know what type of film work are, are you involved uh, in it's uh, mostly in animation okay cool uh so i would have directed i would have directed a couple of feature films and i i do a lot of storyboarding work i consult on a lot of films i help produce yeah. films uh, some movies a lot of movies over on this side of the pond um in europe 
Uh, I've worked on a bunch of American stuff through um, European or UK Irish studios. So yeah, I've worked on uh, yeah a lot of different stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the <clears throat> so you've got a couple albums out. You've got uh, a yeah. new new one that's coming out this summer. Um, very Americana. I, I think your press note said roots rock, which which I hear that too. Is that always been your style? Is that always been what you're finding? Uh, well, kind of. I guess I, I like I would have originally been doing a lot of hard rock when I was younger, mm. and uh, uh, but I always kind of had a, a liking for the likes of Steve Earle, the Cinder Williams, yeah, and I like right. Townsend Vant, and that. It, it's not so much the more regular kind of country thing. I always like the stuff was a bit skewed. And uh, when I started writing songs again, that's what just started coming out, probably from just listening to that. Also, uh-huh. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, is there a pretty solid audience uh, where you are for that style of music? There's, there is, there's even more in Europe and in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge over, mm-hmm. huge over there, and here it's very, it's very popular here. Yeah, uh, I think that term Americana is is interesting because I I, I was in Nashville with the new one that that I sent you there. We did that in Nashville last year, mm, and okay. I, I played, uh, yeah, and and the guy who produced it is a guy called Steve Dawson, uh, who's down there in Nashville, and John Prine's bass player played on it, so he brought in all these stellar musicians, you know, mm-hmm. and my thing, I suppose, I don't know, it doesn't really have an Irish flavor, I guess, it is leaning more into your your country's music, but it's, uh, it's just a style that I love, and I guess it resonates with Ireland, and Steve is Canadian, and we all have a similar thing going on i guess in the music it, it all has the same roots and that's mm-hmm. why i lean into the root because uh, on that new album there's a bit of rock and roll there's, there's a bit of this there's a few ballads there's a bit of whatever you know and even on the last one that i did we kind of leaned a little bit into irish yeah. vibes and feels so it's a slightly traditional feeling on one or two things but um yeah that 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 kind of music is popular definitely and it's getting more and more popular uh, maybe you're familiar with the term um uh, red dirt rock yeah okay yeah, yeah. I, I i hear that uh whatever okay. definition that is uh, i i hear yeah. that in some of your songs which is really cool okay. it, it's uh it's a, um maybe not traditionally but there's a, a very american kind of roots yeah. feel to it so um yeah, yeah I, I like i like the vibe that you've created with that has that been right, cool. um it, it just more centered on this record or were the other two in that the, genre as well the first one the first one we I did in Canada, mm. and that was with a, a small label in Canada who do. I think they lean more into the folky side of rock. Let's okay. Say. So right. and and folk folk is hard to define as well. But the, being Canadians, I guess they have a slight lean into a, a kind of a like if Neil Young was to play folk, it's not pure folk. You know, it has still yeah, it does have a different vibe. sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. And and the second one we did here in Ireland with a friend of mine who's a great guitar player, and uh, he brought in his friends to help me. And that has, I suppose, a more guitar-driven thing. But there are some parts of it which we're leaning into. We used some Irish instruments, like Irish drums, and we had certain feelings in some of the songs. But that it was always that, like, I think the thing that connects it all is that rootsy. Like, I'm working on a new one at the moment with another friend of mine who's coming at it from a slightly different point of view again. Mm. But there's always this common thread of it's organic and it has to be played on real instruments and... You know, it, it's and and yeah, red dirt is good, but isn't red dirt? Is that not attached to a particular part of the states? It is. It, it's that... it's more kind of uh, a midwestern. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that they do a lot of that style in Australia too, because there's a lot of they do. 
right they a do. lot of a lot of that outback that's that's unpopulated yeah. so yeah i think yeah. It, it's a combination of both of that and, and that's actually i mean maybe what i'm delving into is green dirt <laughs> there you <laughs> go yeah because of ireland being so green <laughs> right. but, but there's definitely there's definitely that earthy kind of feel maybe, maybe we just coined a new term you might need to research that there you go. <laughs> green, green dirt green rock <laughs> Well, if I see Quite. that show up in the next six months somewhere, I'll know where it came from. <laughs> like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe, maybe we should form a new record company, Green Dirt Records. Hey, there you go. Wow, you you just got a whole new business plan right here in the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, are, are are all of these songs songs that you've written originally? Are they, are, are you uh, um, is that your thing? Yeah, yeah, they are primarily. Uh, there's, there's one of them, uh, the single that I that's out now at the moment with uh, Siobhan Mara Kennedy, who's based in Nashville. She sings on it with me, and she, uh, I wrote that song with a friend of mine, the guy I'm working on the new stuff with. And then there's the, there's the other one, "Dance to Where You Stand," which is the kind of spoken word track, and that was written years ago, mm. back in the '90s. I, I did an album back in the '90s. Uh, and that was that had different names, so I kind of reimagined it a little bit. So that that was with a, another friend of mine, but mostly they're mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's cool. Do you um, do you have a process for your songwriting? And everybody who writes songs has a kind of a different approach. Yeah. On it. What, do you, what? How? How does your song? How do? How do songs come out for you? I don't know. To be honest, it's interesting. Sometimes it might be just a, a thought. Like it, I might hear somebody say something, uh, and you grab a title, or, or I just think of. I, I react to something that I've heard or there's a particular uh, feeling I get from you may strum out some chords and they have something. But once I sit down, it's very mechanical. Like I, I actually get stuck in and, and I'll, I'll spend a day like I'll, I'll be the last one to go to the bathroom. I'll be the last one to eat <laughs> because I, I want to get that, that thing done, you know. So there might be a lot of sketchy ideas. It's quite similar to the process I would have done with films or, or making uh, books or whatever, where you just have a, a whole envelope or box full of ideas and then you might find a thread that's interesting or a subject you want to talk about or a melody that works and you think okay i have this thing that i'll try and match those up sometimes it's a jigsaw one or two of them uh there's one song in particular on the first album wedding gown and that was written in a straight run 10 minutes it's just it was done really crazy okay just came out yeah i just sat down one day and i had this idea about a story about a, a guy who uh he loses his his wife in childbirth and then when the girl the, the baby grows up and he loses her to an abusive son son-in-law so it's this whole domestic weird oh, story wow. I just had in my head. yeah and actually <laughs> i wanted to do it as a movie I, it was an really? idea I had for a film, yeah but it was yeah. very 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 dark film you know yeah and it never I, a lot of these films never happened so i had a script i think or, or i might have had a rough idea and then i just put it into a a kind of a poem i suppose like a bunch of rhyming i i finished out all the actions with a rhyme and then i i had a sitting around for years and when i did that record in canada i played it to the, the guy who's the producer and he just thought yeah this is great and we kind of made it a bit cinematic it's quite long it's quite slow it's a bit weird but it worked out but that was written in one 10 minute sitting wow wow almost in real almost in real time very strange wow. amazing huh? wow, that's cool you you mentioned uh, an interesting point as a filmmaker um how does do, do you see all of your songs in picture form most songwriters aren't filmmakers and so they're they're, yeah. they're dialing into a a thought or an emotion um i i don't know i think it depends on the song some of the songs can just be a simple emotion or a thought exactly and then some of them may be telling a story and in my head i've worked out 
if I had to make this as a short film, this is how I visualize it. Um, I have another band that I play with, and um, it's a hard rock thing that we just a bunch of friends. We got back together and started playing a bit of hard rock and started to work, and it's it's interesting. But we wrote this crazy big long epic song just for fun, and already I can see that as a movie. You know, I'm already thinking that wow. song is is soundtrack to that film. Yeah. So now we're trying to figure out how we might shoot it. So some of the videos that we've done. They don't really, they are just performance, for example, but one or two of them, I've kind of put a little bit of a story slant on them uh, or, or a kind of an idea. And and I think one feeds off the other. So it's hard to say. I, I would say it's 50 50, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so you, I don't think we've mentioned the name of the album. <clears throat> and I'm looking here, my notes. This, so what's the name of the current album? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, sorry. It's called Beware of Trains. Beware of Trains. Okay. And I think you mentioned. Yeah that it at least part of the album is tied to an older ep that that never released no 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 that's no no that, that might have been just to, I, I might have wrote that wrong no the old the old what happened was in this record shop actually i was talking to the guys who own it and we were chatting about um cassettes of all things yeah and uh, and, and cassettes are back in fashion right which are coming back old. yeah <laughs> yeah and so they were selling some uh, cassettes here and i i said oh i i think i have cassettes in my attic you know and it turned out that I did, and I had 75 copies of an old EP that I had never released from 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And, okay. yeah, so I found them. We made a new cover, and the guy, the guys actually have it here in the, in the, in the store, so it's funny. But, um, no, but that EP would, would have been a bridge between the last one and this. I just had it, and I thought, oh, I'll just put it out and see what happens. But uh, there is okay. no link. Really. Uh, okay, so it's, it's, uh, it's an older album that you just finally released but there's nothing of that material that's on this new record no 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 yeah, be aware no. of trains okay and yeah. and uh, the, the the song that i mentioned is from an older thing uh, that would have been even further back back in the 90s that was from an earlier record that we did in dublin actually we had a different band and uh it was it was an old song that i had lying around a kind of a bluesy thing uh, with a, a friend of mine who plays amazing harmonica and he he kind of gave it a really cool bluesy kind of feel but for this new one, I, I asked uh, Steve Dawson, who plays the lap steel on the new song, let's say the new version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really, I didn't give him a listen to the old version at all, actually. But what he does on the lap steel echoes what that other guy did on the harmonica, independent of each other. So it, it, it's it's like a reworking of a song that never really got heard, and now people are. It's gotten a good reaction, actually. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What is "Beware of Trains"? Where, where did uh, that it's come very from? Funny. I, I look. There's. I could make up a big crazy story and give you some load of crap. But it's, it, it. I was on the other side. We 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 have a big river that goes through through the city here. And I was on the other side of the river. I was walking home for some reason. And I I think we have train tracks which are next to the, this port that's no longer uh, in use. And they had an old sign that I just took a photograph of that said, beware of trains, don't walk on the tracks. And I went, that's a great name for an album. Right. Yeah. And uh, so. On the back of the CD, there's a photograph of a sign with Beware. And that's that photograph. I took it on my phone. But it always stuck in my head as an idea for an album yeah. name because it's such a cool name. And then I was in New York last year, just before the Nashville trip. I was staying with a friend of mine from here who lives over there. And I was telling him, you know, he said, what are you going to call the album? And I told him. And he said, oh, there's a place in upstate New York we should go for a drive. And there was, I don't think you'd quite call it a graveyard of trains, but it was an amazing place somewhere up by Woodstock where there are all these old locomotives yeah. from all the generations of American trains, you know, yeah. back as far as the cowboy old steam engines up until diesels from the 50s. Right, yeah. So those photographs, 
those photographs of me and the CD and all that, they're all from that place. Oh, awesome. And I thought, well, this, has, this is definitely has to be the name of the album. Yeah, right, right. So the, the song then doesn't have anything to do with that necessarily. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. yeah. No. That's cool. Um, so what does it look like to share this with, with, with audiences? Do you do you go out solo? Is it a band? Are you on tour? Uh, at the moment, uh, we're actually playing between now and Christmas. I'm doing a bunch of uh, acoustic duo kind of gigs with myself and a friend of mine. Um, maybe in the new year, I'll try to put a band. I, I have friends, another a band here locally who are very good, and they've offered to help me to do that. So right now, we're doing supports. So we're playing with a lot of better-known bands around here uh looking at over in the uk scotland maybe in england go over there maybe see if we can do something but it's 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 tough to, to get a band together and keep it together mm -hmm. so i figure I'll, I'll use this one maybe go in under the wings of some other people i know play before them yeah play it to their audience see what they think and then in the new year we'll try and do a bunch of um i i would rather play lesser gigs to people uh, fewer gigs sorry to more people who are interested than just go off on a slog of playing because ireland's quite small and the problem with it is it's not it's not a big population so you you end up i don't know i just don't want to end up driving around the country and uh, and kind of be self-defeating I, I would rather play go to places where i think people will be interested that's really what i'm yeah. trying to do yeah. is there a lot of outlets to to be able you said driving around and, and being a smaller country i'm i'm showing my ignorance about your country but are there a lot of uh uh, close proximity outlets and pubs yeah, yeah, and venues yeah, yeah. and like, stuff. There are, there are. It's, it's like it is small here, but um, I suppose there, the, the places that we would go to or play are quite far apart. Hmm. So uh, it's not like it's not like over. I mean, I, where, where are you? Which part of the states are you? Uh, in? I'm on the East Coast in Virginia, so I'm not far yeah, okay. from New York, Washington D.C. Um, right, right. That that part, I, I'm probably. Uh, five hours from New York City. Right, yeah, okay, so it's not too far. But, you know, like, you've got the massive population and you've got the big cities and all mm -hmm. that. O over here, it's like, I suppose Ireland might be closer to what maybe Massachusetts is or one of, one of the smaller states, you know, it's sure. kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, so the, the population can be maybe densely populated in one city or two cities mm -hmm. and the rest is quite uh, countryside. Yeah. So... Just going around and playing in tiny little bars and everything, especially playing original music. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing it if I thought there was some kind of comeback. So I'm kind of thinking, no, hang on, I'm, I've done that for years. I, I'd rather be a bit more strategic. <laughs> yeah, and, and right. I think, you know, go 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 to a place where people might tolerate music they've never heard before. Where, <laughs> yeah. If 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 I go to some of these other places, you know, I I might get be like the Blues Brothers. You know, they'd be throwing things at me. Play songs we know. You know. <laughs> Any thoughts of? I think you said you recorded it here or, or parts of it here in the United States. Yeah. Any 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 thoughts of coming back with the with yeah, the finished yeah. product? Well, I, I would love to. It, it was an accident how it happened over there actually because uh, the 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 fellow the guy who did the second record with me he had a friend in a friend of a friend who has that studio in Nashville right. and I was down there. I, I went to the Americana Fest just to see what it was all about. Oh, okay, yeah, I Nashville. Was really just, I, I was on, I was on holidays, you know, I was just hanging out. And, and checking out all that stuff and i'd never been there before and then friends of friends and i met more friends and and in the end i had these few songs and i i, I gave steve a listen and uh, he brought in the people and i just sat there in amazement you know literally didn't do anything i didn't do much actually i didn't do anything over there myself i was almost like just present when they were doing <laughs> what i what i heard him to yeah. do but when when i took when when they sent me back then 
the bones of everything. You know, uh, I did the vocals here. I did my guitar here. There's a couple of lead guitar solos that are on the album that were done here. There were parts done in Canada. Mm. So I would say 70 to 80% of it was done in Nashville with Steve. Okay. And then he would have followed up. You know, so I was there. I was with him just for a few days. So with my friend there in New York, uh, we're looking at it at the moment uh, to figure out how the visa thing works and right. you know to go back. I I I wouldn't want to go back there and, and sort of you know be under the radar. It's just not it's not it's too risky. But you know sure. I just don't need the grief right because right. I, I I have you know it's not like I'm well known or anything. But I just don't want to be in a situation where a project comes up and I can't get to the states because I went in under the radar and mm-hmm. the local police go what the hell you know you're here <laughs> illegally you can't do this right. you know right. so if. If, if I go back there, it'll it'll have to be done properly. And I would say, we are looking at something next year where, through this friend of mine who knows a lot of people in the music business, that it may well be the major cities. We may do like your your part of like we we have a friend who lives in North Carolina, for example. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, we have, yeah, you know, and maybe we look at all the cities on the east coast and do a bit of a trip and go and like New York to Nashville via all those major places. Right, there. yeah, and east maybe, coast, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and kind of take take two weeks and and see can we do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that might be that might be doable next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you you're already kind of working on a new project. Is, is, yeah. What's is that similar to what you've done, or or we've got something yeah. new? It's a little different. I suppose it's still in that world. It's yeah, green dirt, you know. We right, green dirt. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's a chap that I, it's a it's a, a friend of mine here who played on one or two of the songs on the Beware of Trains, and uh, he's he's originally from. Uh, he grew up in England, mm. and he's a bit he's a bit younger than me, and he has a different kind of. Uh, he's he's into the same kind of music as me, but he has also he's into stuff that I wouldn't have listened to. A lot of English Brit pop and all that kind of stuff, right. and. He's brought a certain influence in. He's from Manchester, so there's a certain feeling of the Smiths or or the, the Stone Roses or whatever. There's a kind of a different feel coming in under what I do myself. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting blend. It's an interesting blend of what the new album is probably and whatever he's bringing to the table. But we are leaning more into the acoustic side of things. Okay. So it may not be as electric, which is kind of cool. And we may uh, on this one as well tap back into the more traditional instruments like fiddles and, and maybe Irish drums and just yeah. to see what happens. Sure. But but the rhythms but the rhythms we're we're playing with are definitely not Irish and I don't think they're they're very I don't even think some of them are rock and roll. They're mm. they're kind of a bit askew. And I suppose one of the influences was what say Robert Plant has been doing the last few years where he plays around with a lot of different rhythms yeah. inside a country ish Americana. Yeah. And I really like that. And, yeah. And yeah. you know so yeah, that's cool. I, I like that, that feel. That kind of, yeah, it's good. And 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 you know, we all love Neil Young, and we all kind of like that late sixties, early seventies mm. feel. All those records were amazing. You know? Yeah, I mean, from from all the different styles of music, from from the likes, even from Towns Van Zandt to Black Sabbath, there was something going on between sixty eight and seventy three. Right. I don't know what it was, right. but there was something <laughs> in the water. Right. So we're we're we're, we're kind of living on a diet of those records. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, I like that, that perspective. Um, so the album is Beware of Trains out now. Yeah. Uh, how can folks find it, get in touch with you? How do you like to communicate with your fans? Uh, well, they can find me if they go to the website, pauljbulger, B-O-L-G-E-R.com. And if you go to Bandcamp, 
www.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. and we'll we can post CDs anywhere in the world. It's it's not a problem if people want them and, and everything. The whole lot is there. That cassette we talked about earlier. Oh, cool. Copies of yeah, yeah, copies of even that old old album from the nineties, and you can listen to it. And I'm, I think the stuff is on Spotify, so if people want to check it out. Okay. And the videos are on YouTube. Yep. So if you just look up. Paul Bulger and but put a J in the middle because I found out there's five other guys with the same name making music. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there you go. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Paul. Man, this has been great. Thanks, uh, man. I love thank your you. music and uh, I'm I'm looking thank forward to uh, what Green Dirt Records produces. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here. I'm, I'm I'm going to have to cut in on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Ah, uh, thank you. Thanks for calling me. Thanks a million. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.